from Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk Podcast. This is Who Charted. Welcome to Who Charted. My name is Manish Kata. I'm here with Dan Russo, Portfolio Manager. Six charged, six minutes. Let's hit it. This one's me. First up, we have the sector exposure of the queues. Now, listen, all you youngins out there who think technology is the stock market, I'm here to tell you that it is not the stock market. Obviously, you've got some explosive performance to the upside, but there are market cycles where you can see tech roll over uh, while others don't. And if you look at the exposure here in, in the tech sector, or looking at the queues at least, basic materials, 0%. Financial services, 2 Real estate, zero. Energy, zero. Industrials, two and a half. You're, you're not getting the market by just being in the queues. I think this is an important fact, especially given the last six months and where we might uh, be going forward. So once again, I say this a lot, check your exposure. No matter what you hold, you always want to make sure to check your exposure. What's next? I, so I'm up next. And anybody who thinks that the queues or technology actually is the stock market, you probably want to be paying attention to this chart right here. This is the S&P 1500 semiconductor and semi-cap equipment stocks relative to the S&P 500. And since February, it is in what we would call a textbook downtrend. By definition, lower highs and lower lows, trading below a declining 50-day moving average, which is in red, as well as below a 200-day moving average, which in fairness is still moving to the upside, although at a decreasing rate. So, you know, if you're paying attention to tech, if you're paying attention to the growth themes within the market, this is a solid relationship that you want to have your eye on. And what I think is there's still a lot of wood to chop or a lot of work to do before we can repair the damage that's been done to this trend. Uh, it's a relative trend. Uh, the damage has been taking place since February. I'd also point out the fact that momentum is shifting. Take a look at the 14 period RSI at the bottom of the chart. You can see that over the past two years, it generally stayed in the upper half of the range, never really got below 50. Now, since February, it's rolling over. Momentum seems to be shifting. Arc Innovation. This is a chart crime. Year-to-day returns are stupid and pointless and meaningless, but I'm doing it every anyway because the point is, once again, you can have technology roll over and the market still not. And here is a perfect example of Arc with a 30-plus drawdown uh, since the beginning of the year. The sad part is, uh, I, I love Kathy Wood, frankly, but the sad part is a lot of the money that have, has come into Arc. Uh, has happened in the last six months. And so their experience ha has been relatively poor uh, to the phenomenal track record that ARC has had over the past three and five years. So nothing wrong with this. Just make sure you know what you're getting invested in. It all comes down to drawdown and how much risk you're willing to take. If you can stomach these 30, 40, 50% drawdowns, knock yourself out. This is a great investment probably for those people who, who have that risk tolerance. Technology, once again, is the theme, at least for me here. Uh, and this is a great example of uh, really having the drawdown where the rest of the market hasn't suffered. Speaking of drawdowns, lumber gold ratio, something we've been talking a lot about lately and kind of shifting gears away from technology. Take a look at this relationship. A lot of people are trying to be early to calling the end to the cyclical rotation trade. I think that's a little premature. Lumber gold ratio pulling back and testing a rising 50-day moving average for the third time and bouncing as if right on cue, bouncing from that 50-day moving average. But what's really interesting to me is momentum. Take a look at the RSI bottom of the chart. This is the third time that the 50-day moving average has been tested. And notice that each of those tests 
have taken place with the RSI bottoming at a higher level. So you're not seeing a breakdown in momentum. So I think if you are looking to shift back into things like technology and the growth trade, uh, it may be a little premature uh, to be making that transition at this point based on the lumber gold ratio. The cyclical trade could still have some legs here. NASDAQ advanced decline line. I think I love breath. I love market breath. It's a leading indicator in my mind. And when this diverges, the market usually follows suit. Now, at the same time, I don't put much weight into the NASDAQ advanced decline as I do uh, New York Stock Exchange or S&P 500. But nonetheless, this has been telling us a story for a while that the underlying uh, stocks, the underpinnings of the NASDAQ have been rolling over and typically indices follow breath. And so what's going to happen now? We have seen tech decline, but is it over? Are we going to continue to roll over and head lower? This is making uh, lower lows. And if this tells a story to me, it's that the tech decline is not over. All right. So before we hit the global Dow, I'll just point out that Manisha's chart of NASDAQ breath topped out in February, pretty much right in line with the semiconductors on a relative basis. Now, speaking of the fact that the market is more than just technology, the market is also more than the U.S. Take a look at the global Dow here relative to the S&P 500, uh, slowly potentially making a turn to the upside. And I say slowly because this is like turning an aircraft carrier. The trend here has been down since 2008, but now we're above the rising 50-day moving average, above the 200-day moving average. And notice that momentum has not become oversold since September, I think that if investors are, you know, trying to construct diverse equity portfolios, uh, it might be a mistake to not pay attention to what's happening in the rest of the world. As we can see, the global Dow slowly uh, transitioning its trend relative to the S&P 500. We have to start asking ourselves what happens uh, if the S&P 500 and U.S. equity markets are not the only game in town. So those are those are my three for this week. Perfect. Six charts in six minutes. We were supposed to do this once a month, but uh, Dan and I couldn't sit still. And now it's every two weeks. Probably by the end of the year, this might be a weekly show. Who knows? Thank you, everyone, for spending six minutes with us. Smash that like button, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.